Welcome to our podcast, The Third Option. In a binary world that's caught up in right versus wrong, left versus right, and good versus evil, we see the love of God as a third option. I'm Rick Manis. And I'm Judy Manis. Join us here every week for conversations about the magnificent love of God that we believe can and will change this world. Enjoy! Welcome back to The Third Option. I'm here and Rick is here and we are going to talk about perfectionism today. And why perfectionism just cannot stand grace, why it fights <laughs> against it. Yes, perfectionism can't even really grasp or understand grace. It's it's a frustrating thing. Because perfectionism, uh, it has this unattainable goal that, <clears throat> excuse me, you're always going to be trying to get to, and it, and it believes in a lie that we're supposed to always be tr- at least trying, at least trying to attain um, a certain degree of perfectionism. Have you, um, have you ever been a perfectionist? Not in the, you know, not what psychologists would, uh, not as far as my personality type, but I think that we all have had that follow that thing. Like we need to become more perfect in order to be better, to be more acceptable, to be, you know, to be more complete or, or something. So certainly I've had that, but where it was like, I wasn't, I'm not quite good enough now. I need to do better. I need to keep pushing, need to keep trying. And it, and, uh, which there's, there's nothing wrong with, with improving ourselves in ways, but it was affecting what I thought about myself. Have you ever been to like, um, like a job interview and they'll ask you like what, where you might have a weakness Mm -hmm. and so you'd be like, if I have any weakness, it would be that I'm a perfectionist and I right. don't stop until I have it all finished. Yeah, we think that's what and they, they want to Yeah, and it's a benefit to them if we are perfectionistic right. because then they can take advantage of that mm-hmm. and they'd be like, yeah, we'll hire this one. You know, um, a couple of episodes ago, we, we mentioned, uh, we were talking about um, weakness and living authentically and... Um, how vulnerability is really, really powerful. Um, and I like ministering from, from, a, from, a, from a place of vulnerability where we acknowledge our human weakness, but also at the same time, we're acknowledging the bigness and the power of God's grace. But the way that I, uh, that I was motivated to be, as a minister to, to, uh, to lead and to speak uh, many years ago was that was to try to project some some idea of perfectionism so that they would want to be like you that we right? so we could inspire perfectionism we thought that's what it was too. about see yeah. and i didn't know grace the way that i do now i thought it was about god continuing continuing to prod us on to being more perfect i thought he he was rooting on a rooting us on to a future version of ourselves that was going to be better. And when we got better, he could bless us more and he could favor us more. And here you are, this former addict who lived under bridges, and now you're like straightened up and you're dressing nice and you have a nice family. See what God has done Mm -hmm. for me. And God can do the same for you and bring you to a higher level like he's done me. And And if you'll do the things I've done, you know, God will bless you too. And, uh, you know, and, and if you don't, then it's your own fault. You know, <laughs> I have done it myself, babe. I know, I know that feeling. But and, 
Go ahead. I'm just going to say, and, and what that always does is it it keeps the door open for the the voice of accusation, because you're never going to be good enough. And I want to say again, my definition of per, uh, of uh, perfection is that perfection is not the absence of human flaws. Perfection is the presence of perfect love in the midst of human flaws. That's the most perfect and glorious and beautiful thing that there is. It's that love that, first of all, the Father has for us in the midst of human flaws. And then that same love begins to be extended to others. That's perfectionism. In fact, the Bible gives that definition again and again. Wherever it mentions perfect or perfection, in the New Testament, it's always speaking in the context of God's agape love. Mm. That's the one perfectionism there is. And that only is received by grace. Okay. But the world's definition, because I like your definition, but the world's definition of, of perfectionism is a refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. And for me, I always see that perfection will involves some sort of control, trying to control uh, your situation, trying to control yourself, trying trying to control other people around you. Um, You know, even in parenting, you can have a kind of a controlling, you, you want it for good, just like the Pharisees wanted the scripture to be helpful to the people, but they were using it in a way that actually didn't empower anyone. And so that's how you can know, like, I'm in control because I'm demanding uh, myself or someone else to uh, behave or do what only I see as the the best way. (laughs) You know, it's almost like, I know the way, it has to be my way, and if it's not my way, then it doesn't go. <laughs> yeah. So, so what we do, we set up these, we, we set up our, our, our targets of what we, what we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember the rich young ruler comes to Jesus and says, here's his target. He says, what must I do that I can hit eternal life? <laughs> and he says, well, what do the scriptures say to you? And he says, well, they say this, that, and the other. He said, those are good scriptures. Do those. And he goes, but I've already done those. So what else am I lacking? See yeah. there again, He's been working at it. That is such a good uh, picture of perfectionism. And he thinks that he's been doing what's what's required, but why am I still not there? Yeah. What else am I lacking? Yeah. So Jesus gives him like this this this, this virtually impossible thing for him to do. Like, if, and he says it this way. He says, "Okay, if you want to be perfect." Then do Sell this everything, do that. follow me, give up, come, follow me. Uh-huh. And the, the rich one ruler is like, like, that's too much. That's yeah. too much. And what Jesus was in effect saying was, he you wasn't can't. telling everybody to, to, to give up everything and follow him. He, he was, he was, what he was doing was showing him that that whole idea is ludicrous. It's, it's, it's vanity. You can't do it. It's futile. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, and then, you know, he turns to the disciples and they have this discussion and Peter says, well, then who can be saved? He goes, with man, it's impossible. But with God, it, it is it is possible. Why? Because God gives it by grace. Mm-hmm. And that graciousness and that love, that's the perfection that we really designed. There's, there's no such thing as human perfection, the way that humans define it. And, you know, how I point out also, if you just look at God's creation, 
nothing that God made would be defined as perfect by human standards. Trees are not perfect. When humans make trees, they, you know, they can make Christmas trees and they're going to be perfect and every branch is going to be just the right size. When humans make rivers, they're straight, <laughs> perfectly straight. God never made a straight river that I know of. All of his creation, his, his mountains are not symmetrically, geometrically pure, you know. Uh, everything is imperfect by human standards, but it's perfect by God's standards because it's held together by his perfection, his love. And that's why all of it, all of it flows and works together in the beauty of perfection, because perfection is perfect love in the midst of things that look flawed. So really, even this whole idea of flaws, mm -hmm. I think that's a fable too. I, I believe that God, biblically, it, it points this points points us to this, where it says that God has chosen the thing, the weak and the foolish things, and it confounds the wisdom of the wise, which are always looking for some idea of perfection, always trying to perfect ourselves. Um, and, and, and we see, we see the story in the garden of Eden that he made man and woman and they were naked in the garden, mm -hmm. which speaks of vulnerability and weakness. And it did not matter mm -hmm. because God made and chose us as weak vessel and put us in, we have weak vessels on purpose so that our sufficiency would be of him. We were never created to be sufficient of ourselves. He was never demanding that we we attain some sort of perfection. But I've spent so much time of my life trying to perfect my flesh, yeah. and it's such a um, it's such a a false. And that makes it idea. such such a greater sigh of relief when we finally <laughs> realize that that was never. Never, never the goal. I think when I have operated in perfectionism, and I, sh I certainly have, um, it's like I get stuck in that um, tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I want to know what the right answer is, and I want to do the right thing, and I don't want to do the wrong thing. And if you're doing the wrong thing, you should be punished. Like it's got to be black or white. It's got to be clear. And I want the answers. I want the solution. I don't want any of this gracey grace, like, yeah, I got to be in a relationship and I've got to learn to listen. No, I want the answer. Give it to me right now. <laughs> you know, and talking about why perfectionism cannot stand grace is because we're like, okay, I'm glad that God's gracious to me and he forgives me and all that stuff but I still want to act perfect. <laughs> I still want to look good in front of everybody. I still want people to look at me and I want them to, Ooh, and ah, and isn't, doesn't really he shine admire bright? Admire me. Yeah, yeah. Look how, look how wonderful he is. <clears throat> That's that, all of that stuff is no longer necessary. And, and it, it, for one thing, it's impossible to be like, there's going to be time. We're all going to have our moments when somebody thinks, Oh, wow, that's really good. <laughs> but we're, we're also going to have the opposite. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I often say, you know, when you're led by that, when, when, when that's what matters to you is uh, how you look and what people are, are, are thinking of you. You're going to be up and down, up yeah, and down. You're going to have, you're down. going to have sometimes of euphoric, like, wow, I really Everybody am likes something. Me. <laughs> but you will have those same crashes. You will have, like you the will next have the same day. day. Why does everyone seem like they hate me? It certainly happens in ministry. 
Yeah. Yeah. People will well, love you and then they yeah. leave you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, and also you really are exposed to people and relationships with people. And sometimes what it is, see, there again, because of this idea of perfectionism, a lot of people, they have the idea that people in ministry, because, because they have certain gifts or talents or insights or whatever, uh, seems, you know, seem to have something going with God. They feel like they're in this better place than them. That's what they think. They, they, they feel like they've really got something that I need to be or else I want to, to get from them, to, you know, to receive mm -hmm. from them. And they think these are really special people. And these are really gifted, anointed, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they, then they find, they see our humanity. They see our weaknesses and our foibles. And then they get disappointed mm -hmm. because, oh, they're not all that. I, know, I thought they're they just were that. Turns out they're just this, that, people. I and I'm going to go look. <laughs> I'm going to look for the next superhuman somewhere. <laughs> and I'll admire them for a few uh -huh. years and then I'll drop them and go. For and that's the thing is that we're, <laughs> we're all weak and foolish vessels. That's why we all need grace and we all yeah. need to give grace. And why, uh, like we were saying in our uh, last week's uh, episode of, of the third option, uh, that's why we don't submit ourselves to external authorities like, like teachers and preachers. We receive from them. We mm -hmm. love them and we can honor them and they can have a special place in our heart and our life. Mm -hmm. But, but our real authority is, uh, Christ in us. He's our leader. He's our guide. Uh, God himself dwelling in us is our, is our, is our father. And that's, that, that, that's what we follow. But we, we have this idea. See, we have these ideas of perfectionism and we're always looking for it somewhere, mm -hmm. looking for the perfect leader, looking to be, become perfect ourselves. People, looking for the perfect church. You know, when I was pastoring and people say, I finally found the church I've been looking for. Oh, they would say that about your church? Yeah. And I'd say, oh, please don't say that. Because those <laughs> are like the famous last words. Like you will, you will think that for a little while, then you're going to, you know, I even told some people that, that I got to where I would just start telling them up front, you're going to start seeing some things that are wrong. <laughs> We're doing our best, but you're going to see some things that are wrong. What are you going to do true. then? It's <laughs> true. Yep. Well, one thing I, I think with perfectionism is, first of all, it reveals there's fear behind it. That's why we get into control is there's um, uh, something that we fear underneath that, that we, we don't feel like we can trust. So we've got to like get our hands around it and control it so it doesn't come back and hurt us. But the other thing is, is that um, when grace somehow it just doesn't fit that um idea of perfection and control yeah. like in our mm -hmm. culture it's very admired for you to have it together to speak perfectly and to you know have this um you know social media that is you know just lovely and wonderful and for you to have anything off of that kind of it isn't admired or or, or some of us we just we just actually sincerely want to be better yeah. you know we want to we want to be a better person we want to act better and so sometimes we're like okay i'm glad god's gracious but i still want to be a better person and i don't want to just say okay god loves me like i am because i don't want to get stuck like i am <laughs> i do want to improve that is such i i don't know how you convince someone 
that that thought is mm. not true. Like it, it, it's a unfounded fear. Yeah. It's not real. Right. Right. And you only know after you've, after, after you've, you've taken the leap, Yeah, you know, I remember taking the leap of grace and like, okay, father, I'm going to trust in this grace of yours, mm -hmm. uh, even, even as I am right now, but you better be there. <laughs> I'm jumping for it. You know? <laughs> and, uh, but here's what it is. Here's, here's what you do with that. You see what the, the problem comes when we, we put the change in behavior as the primary thing. Mm -hmm. See, and that's what uh, uh, a lot of uh, legalistic Christianity will do. They think that the prime directive is to get you to stop sinning mm -hmm. or change your behavior. Mm -hmm. And that becomes the thing that's talked about a lot. And that, that creates a sin conscious environment because mm -hmm. you're always trying to fix what's wrong, trying to improve on what's wrong. Um, so what we do, we, we can put that on the back burner okay. and we put God's grace first mm -hmm. and we go ahead and, and the Bible says it's a good thing that we be established in grace. And so we established ourselves in God's graciousness while we're still weak, while we're still unimproved, <laughs> while we're still, even if you got some bondages in your life, you still, you put the grace of God first. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Let me carry this thing and learn of me and you'll find rest for your souls. Find the rest for your souls. And then those other things, you'll start to, to find their place in it. You'll, sometimes I found that that some of those things I thought were the most important were not that important to God. Mm -hmm. And the things I wasn't even thinking about were the things that were more important. And those turned out to be the greatest things in my life. The peace, the joy, the love, the gentleness, the goodness, the, all the fruit of the spirit. That's rich. That's heaven. And you get that. And it start, those things start having an effect on, on your behavior. Um, but the behavior is, is, is not the primary thing. Mm -hmm. Perfectionism puts the behavior ahead of the how, grace. How do you help someone, like someone who's in perfection and you're trying to like, kind of share grace with them like how do you how do you navigate that i have i i find that people will have opportunities where they need something stronger than themselves perfectionism seems to rely a lot on our ability even if it's in a even if you're even if you're a believer in god you still have a sense that most of this load is on you, that God's still expecting you to fix you or improve you mm -hmm. or at least help you help yourself more. And so most people will come to, uh, they, they have times, uh, moments in their life, uh, quite often actually, where, where like, where they really need something bigger than themselves. And I like, I like the simplicity of telling people that, you know what, you're not alone in this. You do have somebody that cares. There is somebody that's with you in this just the way you are. And there is somebody that can deal with this, you know, for you. And so what we do, that puts our attention more on him. Because when it's on us, we feel the burden of, 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 of this life. And, and we feel the burden because we feel like it's on us. We need to do better. We should be doing better. I've got to do this. I've got to, I've got to suck it up. I've got to grip my teeth. I've got to pull myself up by the bootstraps because this idea that we're expected 
to, to, to be perfect or at least move towards perfectionism puts so much of the burden on us. And that's why Jesus said, take my yoke on you because my burden is light. In other words, you know, that yoke is like that, that double um, yoke that you put on a, a, a team of oxen or something, you know, to, yeah. to pull a wagon. And Jesus is saying, put my yoke on you because I'll carry the load here mm -hmm. and the burden is light and you'll find rest for your souls. And so, um, so, you know, the, the only thing we know to do is to direct them to God that way. Mm -hmm. And if people can believe it, you know, that Jesus would say it, you know, if you believe, mm -hmm. uh, if you can receive it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're hoping for. You know? Right. Cause I think a lot of times I think surely the Holy spirit is showing them what, what, um, is in my heart. And he is. But it's sometimes you're, it's almost surprising. You're like, oh, it didn't come across for some reason. It could be in the way I presented it or, or whatever. And it's but... usually in our own thoughts. Yeah. And we just have our own thoughts. I know that from, from experience. We have our own thoughts. Jesus said your traditions, it can be your traditional thoughts. They get in the way. They make the word ineffective. The traditions mm -hmm. make the word ineffective. Right. And wow. so, so it's not that he's not speaking. He's loving us. He's, yeah. he's really speaking to us and showing us things. But we have our attention on other things. Jesus mm -hmm. spoke about that too. Mm -hmm. He says we're, we don't bear the fruit. We're alive, but we don't bear the fruit because, because of the distractions of this life and the desires for other things. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for this and that and the other, and we're looking for all these other things that we think that we need for, to be whole in life or to be even to be happy in life sometimes. And what we were created for was to be loved. We mm -hmm. weren't created to have some sort of mythical perfection. Can, we were created to be loved. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about how the law was meant to be a tutor? Because I, I sometimes wonder about the maturity that happens. Like there was a season or a time where I needed a tutor, but there's a time where you can let the tutor go and kind of learn to like, let's say ice skate. I needed the rails for a while, but, but as I mature, there's a a point where I let go of those rails and I just skate. You well, know, what I happens just... is Galatians 4 is where that, where that scripture is, where Paul said you were I'm talking to the Jews, you were under, under tutors and guardians until the time appointed by the Father. So they had the scriptures. And uh, he said, but when the fullness of time came, God sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts. And by that, we, we cry out, Daddy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, and so... Like we said in our last episode, those scriptures are created to point to the point point to Christ in us, the hope of glory. Um, you know, Jesus said, "You're analyzing the scriptures, pouring over them, trying to find eternal life, but you don't know that they're pointing to me." That's what they're for. Mm -hmm. They're the the, they're the 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 guides and the tutors. They're, they're they're they should be tutoring us towards Him, guiding us towards Him. That's what the scriptures are for. Romans 8 says, but the mature sons of God, they're led by the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so as the scriptures point us, point us to him, we let the spirit direct us and the spirit will always speak to us truth. And this is where we learn even things like we're talking about here in this episode. This is where we learn 
that love. When I when I talk about that, that the only love is 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 the perfect love of I mean, the only perfection is the perfect love of God, and human perfection is a myth. The Spirit showed me that. I saw. I began to see that so clear. Those are the yeah. kind of things that the Spirit will tell us about. That's the wisdom that he, that He speaks to us, and it takes us away from all this human bondage that we were that we were in. Almost like education like we we learn things in our minds but when the spirit speaks mm -hmm. it like explodes through all of that and it's something much bigger than all that because educational like writing and building up and all of that it's just absolutely that's a big. good description because it's eternal truth yeah. this has been the truth forever Ever. in the beginning was the word and the word wow. was with god and all things were created by him it was truth <laughs> And that truth is God. It's Him, who He is, His heart. He created all things, and 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 that's the real word. Mm -hmm. That's that's the truth. And this and what we have received is also called the Spirit of Truth. Mm -hmm. And and He leads us and guides us in into love. That's the real perfection. You know, we 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 put our focus on the reality. That's the real perfection is love and if we can if we can lay down this idea of human perfection that 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 what that our perfection is based upon the the ridding ourselves of our flaws that's a lie that's a myth and that will never really happen mm -hmm. but the truth is that in all of these things we are absolutely loved mm. and god's grace is extended to us in every part of our life simply because God's that big and God really is that good. And that's the truth that you know by the spirit. When people say, I read it in the Bible and I know it, I get it, I get it. But how do, how come I'm not, how come I don't feel it? Or how come I still feel separated? Like, no, you know, you know, it scripturally, you know, it in your head. Those scriptures are pointing you to someone. Now listen to that someone. Mm -hmm. And listen, and, and and it's a it's a still small voice. Sometimes I just put my finger to my yeah. lips and like, shh, like please, yeah. you know, take it, take it, take a time, and be quiet and say, Father, what do you say? And when he talks, believe him. If he tells you how much he loves you, believe it. If he tells you how big his grace is, believe it. Yeah. If he tells you something that goes against what you thought was true before. But this new something is more beautiful. Believe it mm -hmm. when he speaks it, because he does speak and does not lie. Okay, my last question is: Is there hope for perfectionists <laughs> to receive grace? Because it almost seems like it's impossible because they're so um, mm -hmm. outward yeah. um, focused and and mm -hmm. want that. Um, yeah way i mean it's, it's like the way of the flesh like you want to be the star and when so it almost sometimes feels like is it even possible oh, but yeah. it is because it happens every day if, well it happened to paul we know he was like a perfectionist with the law mm -hmm. but um but yeah it's, it's it's it happens it happens every day most of the stories of people who are who are in such joy right now about the grace of god where they just like talking about it because it's the best thing that's ever happened to them was that revelation. Most of those stories seem to be that they were once trying so hard to be this thing, you know, and they came to the end of themselves. They got tired. 
ran out of juice, hit a wall, hit a roadblock, realized they were not making the progress that they wanted to make. And so they got exasperated <laughs> and they said, God, like Paul says, he, Paul described that in Romans chapter seven, when he talked about, like, like you just said, man, I, I kept the law and did all this. And he says, nobody did it stronger than I did. He said, but you know what? The things I wanted, didn't want to do, I still did. And the things I really wanted to do, I never got there. Oh, wretched man that I am, then who can deliver me? And then he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. There's now no condemnation. There's not a demand upon that perfection in my life anymore. He is my all in all. So yeah, that's that's the hope that we come to a realization you know, in some ways. Sometimes it can be just like a, a light turning on you know, on a certain day. Um, Sometimes people are just like, they just get exasperated, but either way, um, yeah, it, 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 it certainly happens. And he is always that hope. And then maybe they listen to a podcast like this and they hear somebody <laughs> talking about perfection maybe, yeah, they're and they're maybe. like, huh, that's another take on that. I'm going to turn like Moses looking at that burning bush. I'm going to turn and look at this thing that I've not quite seen before. Well, it's funny because I think I have been that perfectionism perfectionist and still can get into those tendencies. But if I look back, I can't really figure out what the secret sauce was that turned my eyes in another direction. So sometimes I want to do that so that I can kind of give a clear path for someone else. But I think it's different for every person. Mm -hmm. So there's no real um, breadcrumb Formula there's for never everyone. a formula. It's <laughs> just a living person. And sometimes a person just comes to the place where they're willing to look another direction. <laughs> well, I hope this has been helpful. If you know of someone who might benefit from our conversation or who would like to add to our conversation, you're always free to reach out to us on social media or um, on YouTube, you know, all the various places, rick at rickmanis.com or rickmanis.com is our website and there's a place where you can actually um, contact us. So we would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Hey, if you've enjoyed our podcast today, please subscribe and consider leaving us a review. And if these conversations have encouraged you, head on over to our website at rickmanis.com. There's all kinds of resources there, so check it out. Have a great day.